And it's another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, how you doing, man? Happy spring. Happy spring. You you got some sun, my friend. <laughs> I um, You should wear a hat. Well, when yes. you're out in the sun, Jason. Yes. So I, uh, you know, we missed last week. Yep. Uh, we went to the beach. And I got no sun at the beach. Of course. It was kind of rainy a couple of days. Yeah. I was very cautious on the days that, uh, that we did get sun. And then, um, we came home and, uh, over the last weekend, I, um, I sat out, uh, at our, in our yard and, uh, just kind of sat out there and didn't really and think sun. a lot about it yep. and got a lot of sun. And so yep. here here we are still with it. Yeah, this past weekend we were in Asheville. Technically, we weren't in Asheville. That's, the sale was coined Asheville, but it was in like Henderson, okay, yeah, Hendersonville or Henderson, uh, whatever, in, uh, not in Tennessee, but in North Carolina. Correct, yeah. And so uh, I was telling you off air that, that it was – temperature said it was warm. But the wind just would not stop, and I could not get warm. Uh, my teeth were chattering. You know how when you're when you're cold for hours and hours, your body—it's almost like doing a workout because your body is trembling right. and shaking. And uh, now, have you noticed since you've gotten so fit over yes. the last couple of years? Have you noticed? Do you feel like you're like less? Like, like you're more cold. You don't have almost. insulation. Yeah. yeah. You don't have as much insulation. It's not obviously your, your blood. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's the, just... uh, I think leaning out, I would love to talk to, uh, like someone that, that that's their job, like a bodybuilder that gets down to like 5% body fat. I would love to see, I bet they're cold constantly. Well, just ask me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 you weren't. Yeah. I was, you, you know, I wouldn't about... go put you on oh, the spot. God. Well, thank so, you. Uh, yeah, but everything but I, feels warm just mostly because my head is. But I would, I would, I would bet that they are probably, uh, cold all the time. Yeah. And so I couldn't there yesterday or, uh, uh, Sunday especially, my, my, there was a few fingers on my right hand that you would look at them and you could tell no blood was getting there. It was like a different <laughs> color. And I kept looking at Aaron going, I don't, I don't, should, I don't know what to do because I was wearing gloves and it wasn't that cold. Right. It's just the the wind. If it was the previous weekend when right, we got the, we had the snow. snow, yeah. But the wind was just ridiculous and and uh and so it was good that we we got home late on uh, Sunday evening. It was good to be, get home and uh and be able to control the thermostat. Yes. And and all that. And so yeah, it was but but I did get some wind burn. What I oh. felt like yesterday uh pretty much all day I was like my face feels Still like recovering. it's got still burn. Recovering yeah, from the still weekend. recovering from the weekend. Like it, like it's not sunburn, but I definitely, you know, that wind burn can do it too. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but we had, we had a good time, a good, a good weekend there in, uh, well, in, not technically Asheville, in but the North Carolina, in the North Carolina community. You know, we stayed in an Airbnb. Talk v- to me about that because I've stayed in like plenty of like VRBOs, sure. but Airbnb is a different story because it, at times, you are literally staying in someone's oh, place we, that they live in. We did not have the house to ourselves. Okay. No, no. I mean, we've stayed at this one before. Okay. Uh, the last time we stayed, I, I didn't read the fine print and when it told you to check in. And so I just, you know, we had the address and the passcode to get into the house. So I just went in. And yeah. the, the lady was like, 
what what are you doing? And I was like, we're here to stay. And she was like, no, it's not time. And I was like, well, what are we supposed to do? Well, you have to come back when it's time. I was like, but we're here now and you're here and nobody else is like. So we came back this time. They were like, you can't check in till 6 p.m., which was fine because we were setting everything up. And so we get there and we we check, uh, you know, you have the passcode to get into the door. We walk in the front door and then we know that our room is down the kind of the basement so, area. So and so you just see uh, they have dogs, dogs not barking. Great dogs. Really. Okay. And there's like a gate so the dogs can't get to you, but they definitely see you. And yeah. you see into the main living area and nobody was there. But we we're like, well, we're just going to go down to our area into our room. And then uh, when we left to go to the sale on, um, what was it, Saturday, there was just a dude sitting in the living area <laughs> petting his dog. Now, do and so you, I get up to the main stairs have, to go outside, and I'm like, hey. hey. And he was like, hey. And then moved on. And then like, we moved on. So that's super it's, weird. It was weird. It I was, don't enjoy it at all. No, it's cheap. No. I would not do that if like we had if we had kid if we had the kids with us we would get the whole house I guess uh you know but right. but here's the thing there were multiple cars in the parking in the driveway so I, I think there's other rooms they're renting maybe I, so I definitely believe that so question do you have the ability or did you have the ability to lock your particular I'm, area like like downstairs because I'm gonna be real we honest. had a door that we could I'm shut pretty darn uncomfortable like. Put my head down, thinking the the creepy homeowner yeah. is just going to walk down we had, with the dog. We had and two doors that that we could shut. Now we, I didn't even think to lock them. I may or may not have. Been, you didn't think to lock. I may or them. may not have been armed. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but so I wasn't as concerned. Hypothetically, at all I, moments in the shower, you're armed. I mean, at all. I mean, you know, you'd like be surprised. <laughs> And so, I, hypothetically, if one was armed, right. not saying that I was, right, sure. if one was, that might have been like, well, I don't know if the, I don't care if the door is locked. Not, I'm, I'm comfortable with taking care of myself. Um, I will say we were in like the, I say it's a, ba- it's more like a split level home, so it wasn't really a basement. Okay. But there is a window into the backyard of the room that we were staying in. There's a curtain. Was there like? A but family? no blinds. There's no blinds. What? But a curtain, like a sheer curtain. Okay. So when we get back, uh, one night or one, you know, it, I was, I was getting back to watch the UT game, which I don't even want to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sitting there, got my pizza, about to watch the game and I look out and dude's in a lawn chair with the dog. <laughs> like literally he put the lawn chair right in front of the window. Now his back is turned, but I'm, I looked at Aaron and I was like, they know that we're here. Why would you set the chair right there? But I can tell you why. Isn't that weird? Because they're super creepy. Yeah. I mean, there was only one camera in the bedroom. So, no, I'm kidding. There was no, <laughs> that I'm aware of. There was no camera. Uh, listen. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm, honestly, I'm sure it's great. They're probably delightful folks. I'm sure they are. And I do know a lot of people that have found it to be a productive, you know, additional yeah, source of income. Yeah, little side hustle. Yeah, and so good for them. But there's no way if we did that at my house, my kids would bother the snot out of those people. Correct. There's, they wouldn't leave them alone. If I told Gavin, "Hey, they're not like they're not family. They're not really friends. They're just people that are spending money to stay at our place." Gavin would go, "Well, I'm going to make them family and friends before yeah. they leave here," and and they would 
that would either go one or two ways. They would love it or go, what is happening? Either five stars or, yeah. you know, we're demanding. The of course, in my house, I'd be, they'd be like, is that pig poop in your yard? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And there's Hamlet. He's yeah. just going to run around. Yeah. I would never, I would, I couldn't do it at my house for a number of reasons. Uh, it would just make me too, my dad has raised me to be too paranoid. He, I didn't even tell him I stayed at it because he would have lost his yeah. mind if he yeah. knows I stayed at some stranger's house. <laughs> In uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina. So, uh, so were you in town? Uh, because again, we've not had a chance to to talk. Were you in town for the big snow? We were. We were in town for the big snow. Well, I mean, crazy. So Insane. we we were in town all the way until Friday night. Yeah. Like like at the ball field, had two baseball games. Yeah, that Friday in was amazing. Friday afternoon. We were outside in, in shorts. And yeah. Mild, yep. uh, you know, I wouldn't say it was hot, but it was but mild. Not, not yeah, cold. certainly not cold. And I always feel like there's this mystery that that's always connected to snow. Of course, we live in the valley, and sure. things are different. But I I feel like during the the you know the kind of the depths of the winter when we're all wanting a snow, yep. one of the things that is commonly said. Ah, the ground's too cold. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, the ground, ground's too, too warm. warm. Sorry, yeah, yeah. We hear that warm. a lot. Ground's not cold enough. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like that? Does yeah, that... we hear, even there was weather people that, you know, when we got the big snow just a couple of weeks ago that were saying, you know, it, it might stick to like mulch areas, ah, but it's know, probably ground, not going to stick to, you know, it's just way too warm. <laughs> and I woke up Saturday and was like, whoa. Yeah, I don't understand. It's stuck to everything. 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 So we actually left town. Friday night at probably nine thirty at night, yeah, and drove to Birmingham. Yep, uh, and we did that for a couple reasons. One, we were trying to split up our trip, but then also we didn't really know exactly what Saturday was going to hold, and so we said, let's just get out of town. And sure enough, I'm looking on my camera, uh, you know, that we use for when we have Airbnb guests. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, we have, uh, you know, on like our ring doorbell, yeah, and then we sure. have a camera on the back in the back patio near the pool. And uh and it's just snow everywhere and it is stuck on everything. Yeah. And I thought, I don't get it. But And it I, was cold. I heard so and I, cold. I did talk to a buddy not but just two or three weeks ago, um I don't know, maybe maybe a couple of weeks before the snow. And uh and we had had a really nice kind of preview to spring. It was a mm-hmm. sunny day, we were sitting in the ball field. They have just moved here from out of state. They're actually from the West Coast, and I said to him, hey, just to brace let you yourself. know, brace yourself. The spring, before spring hits, we will get another really nasty cold spell, and we will likely get snow. And he was like, really? I was like, yep, it's just East Tennessee. Yeah, it's the dogwood winter, the yeah, you know, black the oak winter, the grape winter, <laughs> all these winters all that we have in things. the South. And, uh, and I was like, did 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 you not know that that the what is it the groundhog saw the shadow? No, yeah, shadow. yeah right. I, did not. So I was like, man, no, it's just East Tennessee. We always get this last cold snap. Yep. And uh, I'm hoping now that we've officially entered spring. Yes. That Please. there are no more snow. I'm so coming. sick of being cold. Like, and I know, I know we'll get to July and I'll be like, you know what I'm sick of is sweating walking to the van. Right. Like, there, sure. Sweating in the van. Sweat, it's 100%. Yeah. When that van is idling, like if Aaron is, is going into a store and I'm sitting out there, if yeah. he, even if I have the air on full it blast, does nothing. it is, it is like a sauna. And, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I can't sit out here for, 
for 45 minutes because it's going to get too hot. Right. Uh, and now with gas prices, I'm not going to let it idle for 45 no. minutes. And so it's a, uh, speaking of gas prices, as we, what I don't understand, I'm not even going to go into that it's Biden's fault. It is, but I'm, I'm not going to go into, I'm kidding. I mean, it is, but, but as we, as we think through these things, what I don't understand is some gas stations will let me look to fill that van up with when it's $4 a gallon, it's over a hundred dollars yes. to fill it up. 30 gallon tank, like, and it loves it. It drinks it. In it's a gasaholic. Day, okay. In one day. I spent nearly three hundred dollars yeah. on Insane. gas. My goodness! I filled up three different vehicles because we yep. have we yes, and you know we've got a driver, another driver now, yep. and everything else. And so I spent nearly three hundred dollars. My first vehicle. Wow! This is going to show my age. My first vehicle when I was sixteen, I would go to the co-op because my papa said you can fill up once a week on the account of wood dairy. So you go to the co-op. And at that time, co-op had somebody that would put the gas in your vehicle. You didn't have to get out. And I would say, charge it to Wood Dairy. It was 99 cents a gallon. $10, $20 would get you a long way. But my my question is, some gas stations, they cut you off at 100. You can't get any more than that. Right. I filled up uh, while I was in, in North Carolina. It cut off at $80. Some cut off at 75. What is the... Can we not be consistent? First off, $75 at gas prices now does nothing for the van. Like yeah. if I'm low, you're not getting me where I need to be. But but I don't understand why we can't be consistent. If one is letting you go over 100, I'm guessing it's just 180, you know, one, 175, getting, getting refilled every every maybe. so often. Maybe, but yes. Who are they to tell me? <laughs> Did you see where uh Shaq was having a conversation with Charles Barkley and others? own uh about gas prices and he says he was terrible math he was like just put 20 in it every time and you'll save money and they were like shack though gas is more expensive now so that 20 is not going to go as far as it he's like no you're not listening to me and they're like you're not listening to me and he went around and around he was writing down and they were like you're not making any sense i love this but uh yeah it's crazy crazy 80 dollars though Not enough to top off the van, that's for sure. We'll be back. As we continue the conversation, I will say, I said earlier I didn't want to talk about the basketball team. We did win the SEC championship. Hello. Which I think is is great. We played great basketball. First time in a long time. Yeah, since the 70s. Yep. Um, And then we... We look like the best team in the country in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And then Kentucky got knocked out, which was good because that allowed all the Vol fans that thought we got a bad seed to say, right. look, see, we, we should have got a better seed. And then we played a great 35 minutes of basketball against Michigan. And then really about the last five or six minutes, it just wasn't yeah. – we couldn't hit nothing. So I watched <laughs> the Auburn game that you know followed a couple of days later. Yep. Uh, and, and Auburn lost as well. And – and watching that game, I was like, man, they are just disheveled. Like, yeah. like Auburn looked disheveled. Like, couldn't figure it out. Here's the thing that was unique to me. I never really felt that way about Tennessee when no. they played Michigan. I kind of always felt like, not Tennessee, I never felt like they were in control of the game. No. But I felt like they're in control. They're, they're 
running their offense. They're playing good defense for the most part. They didn't seem flustered. It didn't seem chaotic. They weren't turning the ball over a Uh ton. Everything else, it truly was they just couldn't hit a shot. Yeah, Vescovy's got to get going. And and they were were really guarding him well. Yeah. They did switch the zone, which kind of – because Chandler and Ziegler were getting in the lane. Yeah. Like they, and, and Chandler's the best um, yeah. I mean, the best point guard we've seen in Knoxville in a, in a very, long very long time. Yeah. Uh, and then they just they made adjustments. And then that big dude on Michigan. He just couldn't miss. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it happens. Um, yeah, I was not in, in, you know, I know there's a number of sports, you know, voices that have different opinions on it. And, and, and one kind of talks about in town that, you know, kind of bashing Rick Barnes, yeah, kind of low hanging fruit, and yeah. all that other stuff. And I'm like, you know, I I I've probably seen a few games over the years that I'm like, I didn't really understand that. Yeah. And and I in no fashion that would I seem to indicate or imply that I have any better understanding sure. of what to do. You don't. You know, I I certainly do not. But man, like I felt like. One, we had a team to be really proud of. Oh, I yeah. was so proud to, you know, to be a Tennessee fan. Amazing young men, a godly coach that's investing into those young men, and it truly did feel like, at this circumstance, it didn't feel like the moment was too big for them. It didn't feel like they panicked or collapsed or anything of that sort. They just couldn't hit a shot. Yeah. You, know? you know what? What after the game? And I know that feeling. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, believe me, after the game, they were, you know, doing the press conference. Kennedy Chandler was very emotional. And a lot of people are wondering, is he a one and done? Is he going to the league? Which, I mean, he's a great ball player. Yeah. He certainly can. Uh, and the reporter asked him, and Josiah Jordan James interrupted and said, he's not going to be answering any questions With about respect, that. With all respect, he won't be answering And I thought, man, about. that is a leader. Josiah yeah. Jordan James has really come along this year to yeah. be – uh, and the great thing about him, and I think he's going to play at the next level too, uh, his his mid-range jumper is one of the best in the country. Yep. And there's not a lot of guys that do that. You know, yep. everybody wants to shoot behind the three or get in the paint, and he can shoot a 15-foot jump well, shot. Well, his defense and his, yeah, he's good. And his body will go a long yeah. ways too in the league. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, he was a five-star himself. Oh, yeah, McDonald's All-American. Just took a little bit of time. But. Well, and, and but man, our baseball team wow. continues to show out. Wow. I mean, it is uh, – man, there's so much fun. I actually fun. said to Hayden last Sunday, uh, my oldest son, I said, man, we kind of had an unusual Sunday afternoon that was that was uh, open, so I, yeah. I chose to use it to get sunburned. There you go. You know, Makes and – uh, but I, uh, I said, we should have gone to the baseball yep. game today. Uh, now, I, I think, like – it's not easy to get tickets. It's a hard ticket to get, yeah. yeah. And and I'm going to, you know, my kids have finally, like, started to be interested. Gavin and Summer both. Summer can tell you the names of the players on the basketball team. And uh, and so I, I think I'm going to take them to a baseball game this year. And I think I'm going to take Summer to a softball game nice. uh, as well. It's just uh, they're fun, man. They're, it's a fun team, and, and I'm looking forward to – Eat a hot dog at yeah, the ballpark, all some peanuts. You know. Have yeah, have their first beer. It's just going to be. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That I, that's a joke, folks. Yes, that is, is not joke. true. Hey, so you know we're gonna we're going to um, enter into a conversation here that is one that is unique, and it is the issue related to sports. But it is uh, been one that has been discussed heavily over the last couple of weeks, and it is uh, the transgender athlete Leah Thomas.
who has been swimming for Pin. Is that right? Yes. Okay, who's been swimming for Pin. Um, uh, a former male athlete uh, that began a transition, uh, you know, however long ago, is now competing against biological women. Mm-hmm. And ha- has been a story for several months now yeah. because uh, Leah Thomas has dominated in 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 most broke records. Yeah, broke records. Uh, interesting enough, this past week probably was uh, a culmination uh, of kind of that situation because you had your national meets uh, and uh, Leah Thomas did indeed win one particular race. Uh, did not win, uh, in fact, actually kind of fell off pace and did not do as well as many intended uh, after that uh, in two other races. But here's the thing that is just notable to us, that we, we just have to identify that, you know, that we talk so often about the realities of the fallen world. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we talk about, um, you know, fallen world is, not just sin, but it, it's all the complexities that come with sin. And it, and it comes with confusion, and sometimes it comes with gender confusion, but it also comes with, um, you know, all, all the dynamics that are in play. I mean, what 100%, and, and, and I want to be very quick to also say that I, I have people that I know that... Um, you know that that may have battled things like um, homosexual tendencies, or people that I know that have um, wrestled with hurt from their upbringing and, and have impacted their masculinity or their femininity or whatever it may be. And, and so you see the complexity that's there. And so I don't want to minimize the complexity of of the way that someone may feel, the way that someone may be attempting to, um, you know, process the realities of a fallen world and all that other stuff. I'm not saying that that makes it right. I'm just saying not to minimize the, the complexity of it all. And yet, the idea of competing against biological females feels not overly complex. It, it doesn't, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. does, it doesn't feel overly complex. It feels as if, um, you know, this is an issue that is possibly one to stay, you know, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, you know, that this is something that, and the reason that we bring it up today is, is not to, you know, not to, to, to try to throw fuel on the fire here, but rather to, to, to consider how do we navigate that as Christ followers, because it, it is a part of the cultural, I wouldn't say norm, but it is a part of the cultural conversation. Well, and we, and we have a, we have an opportunity here where the vast majority of people would agree that Mm -hmm. a biological male should not be swimming or competing against biological females. Uh, When, when this particular person swam for the men's team, because they did, they were ranked, you know, within the top 500, but around 470 something across the board. Yep. Then they, which is an amazing accomplishment. Yeah, then they move yeah. to the female, and they say they identify as a female, and they start breaking records that have been set for years and years and years and years. Right. Uh, and so you have swimmers now, female swimmers, that are afraid to say, 
one thing or another. You have female swimmers on the team that are saying, hey, this person is changing in the locker room and still is an intact male. Like, that concerns me. And as a dad of three daughters, I have major concerns about that. Right. Uh, and, and if you think it's going to stop with swimming, this can come to combat sports. So do you want a biological male beating up a biological female? Or think about a sport like lacrosse. I mean, there, how, there's how so, physical it yeah, is there's so many stuff. things that, that this involves. And I think we have a, a culture that is afraid to speak honestly and transparency. And you can do that with compassion. Right. But say, when it comes to competing, this seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. Now, the question is, it may seem like a no-brainer to us, but there are a lot of folks that would say otherwise. We'll talk more when we come back. So as we continue the conversation... That's Dave Matt. That is. It's uh, dial-up internet. That's what that song sounds like in the beginning. Um, good stuff, though. On this past, uh, this past week, I introduced... Um, uh, one of my boys to actual Dolly Parton music. Come on, like they, you know, they they, they, they always they know, heard of they know yeah. Dolly Parton and they know sure. about all of her contribution to the community. And they used to read the books that yeah. she would provide when you know growing up and go to Dollywood and stuff, but never really no like, idea she's one of the greatest songwriters yeah, of all time. Like never really yeah. had any introduction to it. And so, which should, which song did you lead with? We started with Nine to Five. That's a good one. That's we went Jolene, and then we went I'll Always Love You. Oh, we did a yeah. few different things there. There's yeah. so many good ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she still, she she hosted the Country Music Awards the other night. Uh, probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, probably not in her wheelhouse. But yeah. uh, her voice still sounds great. She yeah. sang with Kelsey Ballerini, another local. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she's super talented. And, I mean, she's like upper 70s. She Rock is, star. Yeah. Uh, uh, still, uh, what is her famous line? She says, "It costs a lot of money to look this cheap." That's, that's what Dolly says. She's a gift. She's a gift oh, to the man, oh, man. Uh, to the world for sure. So, so as we continue the conversation about uh, sports and, and the things that that you may be seeing in the headlines and the news, and and uh, you know, for me, as a, you you have sons, you don't have any daughters, uh, but you have a wife. You you have obviously you have women in your life. For me, thinking of the protection of my children, uh, it's the same thing if you'll think about years ago and the question came up with, uh, you know, bathrooms in public schools. And, you know, if you identify one way or the other, you can use whatever bathroom you identify as. And as a dad to young ladies, that concerns me, concerns right. me greatly. And and now you're you're seeing what we're seeing now with with athletes that are identifying one way or the other and now they're competing and and what what i think some folks may not be reading into this is biologically with testosterone and and bone makeup like everything everything you've been it's almost as if this person has been living for 20 years uh taking uh trt yeah but instead it was natural testosterone right so what that does to a body for 20 22 years Compared to a female, that now don't hear this to say that that no females can can compete. It's not that. What it's yeah. saying you is you and I could both get yeah, whipped like, by a number no, of females. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if Lisa Leslie was like, "You want to play me in basketball?" She would beat I, me. I, no, no, yeah, I do not. She would beat me. But but there there is something to the fact that uh, that as you go through this, even even back if you look at UT, I don't know if 
the women's program still does this on campus. But back when Pat Summit was on campus, they had a team. I had a buddy that played on the team that all they did was play against the girls. Yep. So they weren't th- – these were good basketball players, male basketball players. Yep that didn't play at the college level but were good enough, probably could have played at a smaller college if they wanted to. And and my buddy would say there were days where they would beat the women's team. Yep. And and again, that doesn't mean that doesn't say anything about the women. What it says is when you look at competition, there is something biologically that's different. And so we and, and, at the, the very least need reminded, to recognize that. And the thing that we have to be reminded is even, you know, when we, we talked about this, how God made us in his image and he made us unique in our roles right. and in gender. And and one of the things that we often talk about, even within within just the husbands and wives and things of that sort, is that just because you're different doesn't make you inferior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, now now when it comes to physicality, it is different. And so there there's some, that doesn't make you, you may be inferior physically in some ways, you know, in terms of just pure genetics, but that doesn't make you an inferior human, right. you know, it doesn't make you an inferior person. It, it's, it's, uh, I am inferior to my wife on a bunch of things. Right. <laughs> I mean, a bunch of things, but that doesn't make me inferior as a person, you know, like there's just this idea, God made us unique, but he made us as he intended us to be, you know, by, by gender, he, he made us. Uh, and, and I think that's something we have to really be mindful of, that when we kind of turn our head towards these things, are we opening up a larger, you know, when, when we don't. And, and the question is like, well, what are we supposed to do? I mean, you know, like yeah. I'm, I, you, you've seen a lot of speculation and, you know, what, what should the other swimmers do that shouldn't, shouldn't even jump off the blocks? You know, they should just wait till till this swimmer finishes and then they should all start, you know I mean? It's kind of all of this stuff. And you're like, okay, well maybe they have a decision to, to make, but you're like, well, what, what do we, what do we do? And I think that's the question I would ask to you is that, you know, what, what if you and I aren't being asked to swim anywhere? Sure. Uh, no, no everybody would beat me. Yes, exactly. I know. would literally die yeah. in the middle of it. So, so yeah, so like, you know, just the average Christ follower, the average person who's, Who's just kind of looking at it, thinking, uh, "Man, that's that's unusual," or you know, kind of shaking their head. Is there anything more that we should do? Yeah, I think I think being willing to have conversations. Uh, I, I think you know, I, sometimes when you see things like, "Hey, send a letter to the NCAA," or "Send a letter to your local rep," you know, we kind of scoff at that. But but I do think there's a time and place for us to be engaged and involved. Right. Uh, you don't have to be hateful about it. You don't have to be a bitter, angry person. But there but there are going to be moments where you need to speak up. And, and 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 I think these are this could be one of those moments, especially if you have a uh, Division One level athlete that is a female. That's your daughter. I know of a, a guy that that lives in Iowa. His daughter is one of the uh, she's broke records. She's about to go into her first year of college in, in track, and and they're starting to there. There's some some biological males that are starting to step into that arena, and this family has been very outspoken about what they believe and what they feel on, about that. And and with this particular athlete, she's saying, "Look, I, I've I've worked my whole life for this, 
And and so I do think there's going to be moments where we have to step out yeah. and engage individually. Yeah. Uh, but I also think we have to, as a as a uh, as a church, speak to what bearing the image of God looks like. Yeah. Uh, I, I think too there were there were many of us, uh, and I'll just say collectively that when. Uh, when marriage was redefined, there were some that were saying this is just the beginning of what is to come. Yeah. And and I think what we're seeing in front of us play out is the what is to come. And and so it wasn't just, hey, let's redefine marriage. It's now let's redefine womanhood. Let's redefine manhood. Let's redefine what a pregnant person is. Let's redefine what uh, gender is. And now now you're seeing that and you're seeing conversations in the mainstream of gender is fluid and you know, and, and things like that. And so even when you look at the polls, if you look at the real numbers, the real data, it is like less than 1% of the population. But when you ask the generation coming up, <clears throat> how many people are a part of the LGBTQ community? They're saying like 20, 30%. That's what they believe. It's the same thing when you looked at COVID numbers, when you look at raw data versus what people thought. And, and at one point, people thought 50% of people were going to the hospital with it. Just right. because we've we've kind of created this belief in our own mind, and we've done the same thing with uh, with gender and with uh, with what we're seeing play out in front of us. Even down to I saw Disney come out and say that their their Lightyear movie that they have coming out, there's a same sex kiss mm. that they originally took out that they now put back in. Why? Because there were a, a small portion of the population that were very loud and vocal, and so they put it back in. And so these are things that we're going to have to uh, figure out as a society and as a culture and as a church without making it appear as if, oh, they're, they're just, uh, you know, fuddy-duddies. And, you know, but, but at some point, we have kind of bit our lip for too long. And so yeah. where do we find that place of speaking up and speaking out without being, uh, being bitter or angry? But I think when it comes to this, like you said earlier, when it comes to competing the vast majority of the populace agrees that we, there's something that needs to be done now some people would say you need to have a, a separate uh you know for for the trans population a right. separate sport you yeah. know and you know men's women and, and yeah, other or whatever different division uh yeah. and, and so i don't know what the answer is right. but the answer can't be it's it's odd to me that there's a there's a, a group of folks that are that are screaming women's rights and then they're letting biological males step in and break records, be called women of the year and all these things. That's a weird place to be. Yeah. And again, I, I think to me that just goes back to one. <clears throat> I think it just goes back to our desperate need for Jesus, you know, and I don't want to sound cliche about that or to minimize uh, the weight uh, of that, that statement. But man, Andrew, you, you think about, you just think about how complex, all of these things are, and we're just reminded that, again, we live in a fallen world. I know that I beat that drum almost every time that we do a show, but we live in a fallen world, and we can't just kind of trust our gut. We can't just kind of now, listen, if we're walking and abiding in spirit, and, you know, kind of this, this uh, he abides in us as we abide in him, vice versa. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. one thing, but this kind of this like, hey, just trust your heart, yep. and our hearts are wicked, and... And and when we can just kind of go with what we feel that day or how we identify that day, as opposed to how God 
made us as opposed to how God instructed us as to how God ordered us. And things get really complex in, in a, in a real quick hurry. And, and I, I think what I go back to is we have to be mindful that, um, that every person still needs Jesus. And, and I, I, I will say to me, you know, like I don't know Leah Thomas from, from yeah. I- anybody, you know, I, I, I don't. And, and, and that person, um, clearly we would have a, a lot of differences and a lot of distinctions. But there also might be some commonalities that we might be able to talk and to be able to, you know, have an enjoyable conversation. I don't know. I have no idea. But here's my point. I don't want us just to always just lose sight of the issues. I don't want us to always focus on the issues and lose sight of people. And so for me, I'm going to pray for Leah Thomas. I'm going to pray for the transgender community. I'm going to pray for those that are struggling with gender identity and all of these things in the same way that I'm going to pray for a lot of other people. And so let's just seek the Lord. Let's pray for other people, but let's also seek the Lord that he gives us wisdom and how we handle these issues. We'll talk more when we come back. Yeah, I agree with that. We don't need any education. Take your kids out of school. You know, a lot of people say, stay in school. I say, take them out. Get rid of it. Just let them learn. Just whatever. Just let them learn what they want to learn. <laughs> you know? Okay, I'm so you, you don't believe that. No, I don't. You, you I mean, don't. we did take our kids out. Yeah, but they're still learning. But they're still learning. Yeah, Gavin just finished uh, his his first big, uh, like, report. Eight pages. Oh, man. And we don't have computers at the Woodhouse. Right. So he wrote it. Eight pages about Theodore Roosevelt. And uh, I haven't read it yet. I'm anxious to read it, but I haven't, haven't had a chance to read it yet. But, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. 800 and something words for a, for a fifth grader. So you, wait, you just said you don't have computers at the Woodhouse. <laughs> we have, I have a laptop, like you have but a the laptop, kids don't. Right. The kids don't get on the computer. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah the kids do not get on the computer. And uh, so the paper was written, not, uh, yeah. not typed. And in cursive. Imagine that, folks. Learn how to write and read in cursive. I was going to say the next time. I I don't agree with that. Uh, I do. The founding documents are written in cursive. You should be able to read. And I know know the text is online and you can get it. uh, But I'm saying you should be able to read. And write. And it, look, I can it's write in cursive. So, I don't write in cursive, so, but I can. It's so... Oh, stop it. It's just so unnecessary. Stop it. I will say, though, every time I do a series of thank you notes yep. or like sure. first-time guest letters or anything else, my hand is taxed. Yes, I agree. I mean, I I mean so, here's the, I'm like, I am not used to writing. I mean, it has to, I would have to think that I write... I mean, I, I write more notes and letters than the average person. Oh, yeah. Same. I mean, I'm writing quite a few. Same. And I still feel like, man, yeah. I am just absolutely exhausted, spent, my hand is spent, because I'm just not used to it. Well, and then what happens for me is I'll write, and then there's sometimes where I'll write, and I get down to my signature, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that yeah. really. I have to put a card, a business card in with everyone I send, because I'm like, they're not going to. Yeah, or, or like I have actually discredited the church, discredited the church, because by the time they get done reading my note, yeah. it, or like if they're number five or six, six yeah. grader, or maybe, Tough. they're like, oh, wow, the pastor's a first grader. Yes. 
You know, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm like, this is not helping me. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find that out because I know there's still value in a handwritten note. There is. People are like, oh, that's yes. really cool. People like getting mail. Yep. Like our our son actually oh, got my a, kids love our son got a. This is pretty wild. We're getting into wild world here, okay? But our son got a letter um, from a baseball program awesome. uh, with a handwritten note from the coach. Wow. Well, and. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. You know, like really, really, really cool. And then I thought, man, my handwriting is. Yeah. And I, I actually get used to get like A's in handwriting. Like oh, I, I, never I can did. write I never really well. But, it, but the minute that my hand gets tired, no. it starts collapsing. You know who has the best handwriting? Architects. No, Jason Burgess. He's from Cornersville. Went to oh. school with him. Uh, Shout out to Jason. His, uh, his handwriting still remember it. another it's another level his incursive handwriting i mean i remember as a kid you keep up with jason no no i oh, haven't yeah. talked to him in good i don't know 30 i don't know a long time we need to find him a long time can you for had the a next twin show. had a twin named jan for they the were next uh, show, i need sister. you to find him and find yeah. out is his handwriting uh, still good but my goodness i remember as a kid seeing him write and going well that wow you know, i may make better grades than him in other things but it ain't nobody writing as good as him but you thought to yourself Thirty years down the road, I'll be talking about that yeah, guy. On the he radio. has no idea. He's probably like, "What? What'd you say about me?" <laughs> he was also best kickball player in the school. I mean, he that dude could could kick the ball. Man, yeah, Jason Burgess had it going on. Jason and Jan. Golly, yeah. I feel like we've I yeah. feel like we've really taken the. I think his right dad now. Today. I think his dad now runs a, a butcher shop. I think he. I think he like you can take your meat to him and or your cows to him, and he'll take care of them. Well, you. I mean, you got to have a steady hand. Yeah, to do that's that. true. I bet Jason writes the receipts. Yeah, <laughs> they probably don't have computers either. <laughs> I don't How know. How does it feel to sometimes still be living in the 1975? It feels wonderful. It feels good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it feels good. My feels dad, good. that's where my dad lives. My dad, literally, I was talking to him on this on the phone this morning, and he said, I said, Daddy, I'm listening to a great book right now. You need to really get into this series, and, and they're, uh, you know, it's Navy SEALs and all this stuff. And he was like, well, I'm reading, I forget what series he's in right now. Uh, it's not one I'm interested in, but he said, this is my dad, uh, I I went to the library the other day and got me the the third book of the series, and uh, I had the person at the checkout print off the whole series for me so I know which ones to get next. That's how my dad lived. No computer, no internet, no smartphone, and he has to go to his local library and, and ask him to print something off and for And he's him. content as the day is long. And he probably knows more about what's going on in the world than most people. Possibly so. Because uh, uh, what he reads and listens to. Man. And, then, you know, while he's milking the cows, he can think about it. Man. Oh and man. while he's on his Nordic track, he can get it, you know, get a lot of thoughts <laughs> in. So there you go. Hey, we will be back next week. God bless you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>